Hey everyone, welcome back to Around the Table, the podcast of Redemption Women from Redemption Church in Tempe, Arizona. My name is Dina Rogers and I'm here again today with my friend Lori Green and we're going to be talking about praying a blessing. Hi everyone. Well, normally you would be hearing the audio from our gather event that we had just last week, but there were some gremlins, I think, in the audio department. So um, we're going to try our best to recreate the night for you. Um, We had some really great speakers from Young Lives, and unfortunately we can't reproduce that, but if you have any Young Lives questions, Liz Martin is your girl, so go ask her and please continue to put some change in those baby bottles and pray for those young mamas so we can send them up to summer camp. Yeah, it was such a fun night. I loved listening to the stories of those moms and just hearing how God's really moving in that ministry. It was was beautiful. They were so brave. They just went up there and just talked about the impact that Young Lives has had on their lives. I was sitting next to one of the mom's moms, and she just was very touched by the whole thing and so proud of her daughter. So I loved the night. That was really good. Well, we're not going to do the music either. No, But we did talk about (laughs) what it means to pray a blessing and We had some questions that we answered. We looked into scripture. And so we're going to just try to re-talk that, re-talk through that and give you an opportunity to also practice writing a blessing after you're done listening to this podcast. So, Lori, you started. Do you want to start? Yeah. So in our journal, uh, Lord Teach Us to Pray, week five was the priestly blessing. And so we wanted to go a little bit deeper, take a deeper deeper dive um, talking about blessings And Dina and I uh, were at a luncheon, uh, probably around last October, I think, and this family was leaving to go do ministry in another state, and some people came up to pray for them, and this woman, who we did not know, went up and just spoke this most beautiful, impactful uh, blessing over this family, and Dina and I looked at each other and said, oh my gosh, that was just so amazing. It was just really different than a prayer. It was a just this different experience. So we talked about that a lot. And um, finally, only probably about a month ago, I found out who the woman was. And we went and took some Princess Market over and had lunch with her and just talked to her and asked her lots of questions of how she did that. Is that a normal practice for her? And she gave us a lot of really good pointers. She talked about how it was not something formulaic for her, that she's looking for things that she can affirm in people, and that she looks through the lens lens of Genesis 1, when we are these perfect image bearers of God, um, instead of the lens of Genesis 3, after the fall, and there's sin and brokenness that we are seeing that, um, we're seeing that in people rather than this image bearer part of them. So um, she she said a lot more than that, and we took feverish notes, and it really impacted what we thought about blessings. Something else that I experienced about 15 years ago was being Um, at a conference and hearing this guy speak about writing blessings in particular for your children. And I thought that sounded like a really great practice. And so I kind of reviewed some of that material. And then Dina, you saw a post for your niece. Yes. And it just reminded me, it actually didn't use the word blessing, but it was the repetitive prayer that her parents prayed over her. And then she was praying it over her um, daughter she posted it on Instagram. Let me pull it up here. She wrote, every night I thank God for her precious life. She's talking about her one-year-old daughter. Ask him to give her sweet dreams and let his angels surround her as she sleeps. 
one of the many prayers my parents spoke over me throughout my childhood. I hope it makes her feel as safe and deeply loved as I did. Thank you for that gift, Mom and Dad. And we read that and thought, that's part of blessing, the repetitive words spoken over us of promises of God in our lives. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And then Dina also saw something else that was posted for Emma on her birthday, and we're going to hear how that impacted Emma, what that meant to her to receive that blessing. So Dina, can you tell us what does scripture say about blessing? Yeah, so we listened to all these people, and then we thought, well, let's go back. Let's figure out if blessings are biblical, and if they are, are they still for today? And just what kind of context can we get from scripture about blessings? So the very first place we started was in Leviticus. It's the, um, sorry, it was actually in Numbers to the Levites, Numbers chapter 6. And through Moses, God said to go speak to the priests, and he gave them a blessing to pray over the people. And it's a blessing that you're probably very familiar with. Lori, I think you said you kind of grew up with this blessing. Yeah, it was the benediction every Sunday. So let me read it. It says, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And in Israel's culture, when to look at God's face meant you would die, God prayed God asked the Levites, the priests, to pray this blessing over his people that his presence, his countenance, his face would be on them and they would experience peace. Like the heart desire of God was that they would know him and that they would experience his peace. And so as we started to think about that, we thought, A blessing is actually speaking the promise of God over the people that we love, over our work environments, over people we come in contact with. And then right after that, God says, in so doing, you will be placing my name upon those people. Like, what does it mean to hear words that remind us that God's name is on us, that we bear his image? So that was really the sort of start start biblically. But then we thought, well, those were priests, but did other people also speak blessings. And there's a great story in the book of Ruth. There's a man named Boaz who um, owned a big field where there are lots of workers. And Ruth is a part of his story. Ruth becomes one of um, the workers in his field and then actually becomes his wife. But as he walks out onto his field, he looks around and just speaks to the people, the Lord be with you. And then all of his workers respond back, and the Lord bless you. And there was this culture that he created in his workspace that spoke the presence and the blessing of God. And it wasn't only his words over them, it was their words back. And it became this field of grace where gleaners were able to come and work behind the regular workers and pick up wheat that fell and barley that fell and Ruth became a recipient of that grace and then God of course uses her her story as she marries Boaz and they become great 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 grandparents in the lineage of lineage of Jesus but the space that he created for his workers was a pace sorry was a place of knowing God's blessing and so that was really interesting and he wasn't a priest right right he wasn't okay but he was a believer in God a believer in Yahweh 
And he knew that the blessing of God mattered in, in his workplace. And it, it influenced how he treated the people that worked for him. I think it made it a good place to work. You know? Yeah, sounds like it. So then we wanted to go up to the New Testament and look also. And there's just so many great blessings. But as you read through any of the letters in the New Testament from Paul and Peter and John, anyone who wrote an epistle, they usually start with pronouncing grace and peace to you from God our Father. And they end, may, may the great shepherd of the sheep equip you with everything good. I think that one's from Hebrews. Or may you know the presence of God um, to the God eternal. May he be your God. There's these these words that are spoken over people that remind them of what God longs for. And when we say that stuff out loud, I think it helps us to remember what God longs for in us. And it reminds us of his presence in our life. So that's kind of the idea that we have in mind for blessings. But as we were doing this, we were talking to some people. We got some really good questions. I think, Lori, someone, um, you talked to someone that asked you a, re- a couple of really great questions. So we want to address those too. Well, the first one uh, was a friend of mine who said, you know, do I have the authority to bless someone? You know, she's she's young. And mm-hmm. does she have the authority to do that? Yeah, right. Because it sounds like something that maybe a priest would, you know, do with his hand over someone, or even at the end of our services here, someone pronounces a benediction, and it's usually somebody in authority. So how does that get spread around, and do we have the authority? But there's this great passage in First Peter that says, we are a chosen priesthood and a royal generation. As believers in Christ, we actually have access to God through Jesus, our high priest, but we serve as priests in the body of Christ. So from that perspective, yeah, we do have the authority, but then you look at guys like Boaz and um, people that were just normal people that believed in God, and they also spoke blessings. So I think that there's some biblical precedent that says, yeah, we do have the authority to speak God's truth over each other. Yeah, that's great news. Okay, so another question that we got um, was, am I going around God to give somebody a blessing? Am I somehow bypassing God in that practice? Yeah, and I think that we, I think you can, it can be um, reframed that way when you think about a blessing as praying something that you just want for a person that might be a material thing or um, because don't blessings actually come from God and they do come from God. We don't want to be um, misunderstood saying that just because we speak something that's going to happen in someone's life. But we've really tried to think about how do we frame this um, from the perspective that these are the things that God wants for us, and we just want to say those things out loud over you. We want to speak God's presence into your life, not necessarily like gifts and presents with a T. So, so this is different than a prophetic blessing? Yes. So there are prophetic blessings in the Old Testament. Like if you look at um, Jacob when he when his kids were when he was dying and he pronounced a blessing over all twelve of his sons, those actually came to pass. And those were some like what you said, a prophetic blessing. We're not talking about that for us. I think probably there are people in the church today that are able to speak mostly when people talk about um, words of prophecy, they talk about proclaiming um, what God's spoken. But that's not the context for us today. We're not talking about a prophetic blessing. Okay. And then actually, Lori, you said that you were watch- looking on Instagram and you see a lot of times hashtag blessed. Yeah. So and you wanted to talk about that a little bit. Right. We don't want to confuse 
that with what this is. Um, it, this isn't just, I went on a great trip to Italy, hashtag blessed kind of thing <laughs> that you might see, um, which God does give people amazing trips to Italy. I'm certain of it, but that's not what we're doing here. We're, we're calling down, or we're asking for God's presence and his, mm-hmm. um, just all the good things that he promises in the Bible to be in people's lives and, and more Holy Spirit. And, and we all need that. So that's, that's not a hashtag blessed situation. Yeah. So then we decided, okay, that's kind of some background. That's how we got here. But how do we actually do it? How do we put it into practice? So, um, yeah, can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. I, um, we reached out to a couple gals here at Redemption Tempe, and we asked them if they would kind of go through that exercise with us. And that way, if they had questions, and, and we wanted to just be able to show you guys some videos that they talk about the process they went through and then the blessing itself. So here is the audio from those. Hey ladies, my name is Sari Klontz and uh, I'm married to Brentley. We've been married for 11 years and we have two biological sons, Elliot who's nine and Aiden who's seven. And then we have one little three-year-old foster daughter named Gracie. So um, this is an exercise I've never done before. I've never tried to write a blessing of so I was a little bit overwhelmed at first, but as I sat down, especially with the Psalms, I really started to come across so many things that I want for our kids. So I'll go ahead and share, because we're um, so involved with foster care right now, uh, I decided that's who I wanted to address. That's the group of people. So first I wrote a blessing for DCS, and uh, that stands for Department of Child Services. Um, my blessing to them is as the institution that God has put in place to protect children, may he bless you with wisdom and mercy, and may you be compelled to treat each child as an image bearer of God. And I, I found that from Genesis one twenty seven from the creation account. So uh, um, the second group of people within foster care is the foster care and adoptive families. So my blessing for them is, may you feel the freedom to be weak because so much weakness surfaces we found through this whole process. And in your weakness, may you find God's perfect strength. Saying with Paul, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. May you lean into your good father, foster and adoptive families, and remember that he is gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So I found those verses in 2 Corinthians 12, 9, and in Matthew eleven twenty nine. 29. Uh, my final blessing is for foster and adoptive children. May you long to be in Jesus' presence. So my thinking in this is in the middle of a busy day in the middle of uh, conflict on the playground, in the middle of being in the in the classroom and, and preparing for a test or being at home and conflicting with a, a sibling, may you long to sort of get away and, and enjoy Jesus and take refuge in him. May you say with the psalmist, when can I go and meet with God? May all of the good things you taste and see and smell remind you that there is a better thing the giver of every good thing. May you say with David, how precious to me are your thoughts, O God. And those verses were James 1.17 and Psalm 139.17. Thanks so much. 
Hi everybody, I'm Cassie Yetzer. Um, I go to church here with you all and I work in foster care. And Lori asked me to pick someone to write a blessing for. I really love the idea of a blessing just as being able to speak truth into someone's life. Um, so when I thought about it and prayed about it, I came up with my friend Emily. Um, she is someone who just really easily reflects God. Um, I can see she's a design major in the way that she creates um, and it's important to her to do well at what she does. She's passionate about it. She's um, so fun and silly and joyful um, and so welcoming and um, I was able to see, I'm always able when I'm around her to see that this is the way God made her. Um, and so I wanted to take a moment to just remind her of these truths and remind her that they are from God um, and that she is bringing him glory just by being who he made her to be. Um, so I'll go ahead and read what I wrote. Um, all right. He fills the earth with wonder, with his brilliance, creativity, and intellect. Your skill, your excellence, your ambition. As God creates, may you continue to create. He welcomes in from the least to the greatest. Your open arms, your warmth, your intentionality. As Jesus loves, may you continue to love. He fills with joy, joy to the fullest your bright smile, your silly antics, your living laughter. As the spirit gives life, may you continue to bring life wherever you go. So that's just something um, that I'm planning to give to her. And uh, I want to keep a copy so that I can look back at it and pray over her this blessing. And hopefully it will encourage her as well. And then after we heard from Sari and Cassie, we heard from Emma. Lori spoke earlier about a Facebook post that Emma got on her birthday, and I think Emma reads it in the audio, so we're going to let you listen to her. Emma was on the receiving end of a blessing, and this was really helpful to us as well. Hey, Redemption Women, Emma Tautolo here. Um, I am fresh off the plane from the East Coast back here in Phoenix, and so unfortunately I don't look very cute for you today, but uh, I still wanted to just drop in. Um, and tell you a little story. Um, my birthday was about two weeks ago. And obviously on your birthday, you get a flood of Facebook posts on your wall, really kind people just reaching out. Uh, but one in particular stood out to me. Uh, a friend here in Phoenix, she posted this on my wall. May the Lord bless and keep you this day as you celebrate your birth. You're first without your mom. The hole in your heart is big and hurting but today is yours to celebrate you. May our Lord give you peace and joy today and every day. Bless you, Emma. And I just wanted to um, talk a little bit about how significant that felt to me um, for someone um, to not just say happy birthday, which is so kind and I loved it, but to say, um, I see you, um, I see the hole in your heart and the pain. Um, and I love you and you're known um, and you're not alone in it. Um, but just to speak God's blessing and his goodness over my life on that particular day uh, when I wasn't feeling very celebratory as it was the first birthday without my mom. And so 
I was so grateful and so thankful for that blessing to say, may the Lord give you peace, may give you joy. Um, and I think it's just so significant for us to speak those kind of blessings over one another. Um, and on my birthday, I got to be the participant of that. Uh, and I'm so grateful to have received it. So keep speaking blessings over one another, um, not just because they're biblical, but because the recipients, um, we are so filled um, when by hearing them. So thanks. Okay, so now you've seen or actually heard, sorry, you got mm -hmm. to hear this time. You got to hear um, some examples. Um, and so we want you to try to write a blessing. We've had women all over Tempe writing blessings lately, and we want for you to give it a try too. So we have some prompts that might help you um, at least exercise, think through some things, write out some notes. So choose a person or a place that you want to bless. And then what do you see in them that you can affirm? Where do you see that image of God in them? Um, what do you long for in their life? What is your desire for them? And what promise from God's word or scripture do you want to pray over them? Maybe go to one of your favorite verses and see, how can I use that as language to bless my, my friend or my child or my spouse or whoever it is that you're choosing to write a blessing for? And then write that out and share it with them. Um, tell them that you're you're praying that for them or that you write it out and say, this is my blessing for you, however you want to use that. But we, we want you to start using that practice. We've seen over and over again opportunities reading scripture through kind of a different, different filter now, how we can use God's word to bless people. Yeah, I feel like every time I read scripture now, I'm thinking, oh, that could be part of a blessing. And it's true that it's sort of changed our perspective when we've read scripture. So it's been good. Well, at the end of the evening, um, Caitlin Anderson, who works with us in Redemption Women, got up to read a blessing that she wrote um, for for the women of Redemption Women. And it was just so, so good to hear what she wrote. And she talked about kind of the things she was looking for in Redemption Women and um, what she wanted to affirm and then found beautiful scripture and prayed that over us. So she's not with us today, but Lori... I think you have a copy of The Blessing. Could you read that for us? Yeah, so Caitlin kind of wrote down who she was writing it for and why. So I'll just kind of go through her notes. She was, these are her hopes for redemption women, that she wants um, us all to be women who pray, women who know the steadfast love of God, women who live in peace, and women who respond in prayer, love and peace, and live boldly for Jesus. So that's kind of her her outline of what she was looking for. And then she used some verses. She used 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 2, Zephaniah 3, 17, Psalm 36, 7, and Ephesians 3, 11 through 12. And then here is the blessing. May you first be women of prayer. May you offer up petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving for all people that you may live a peaceful and quiet life godly and dignified in every way. May you know God as the mighty one who saves you, who rejoices over you and exults over you with loud singing, and may his abounding steadfast love for you quiet your restless soul. May you have boldness as you come before the throne of God in prayer, and may you have that same boldness in your workplaces, in your homes, and in your neighborhoods to proclaim the saving blood and eternal love of Jesus Christ. May others know the deep love of the Father because of the love we show each other. 
Thanks, Lori. That was beautiful. We'll be back next time as we gather around our podcast table, immerse ourselves in scripture, and disciple one another towards Jesus. See you then. Bye. Bye.